What's up, everybody? <laughs> oh, man. I'm just going to see how much more obnoxious I can make that every episode. Happy holidays, everybody. I know it's uh, past the holidays. You probably are sick of the holidays at this point. But I uh, hope everybody had a great holiday season. Uh, hope Santa or whatever uh, deity you look up to gave you whatever you wanted for Christmas. Uh, Play-Doh Barbershop by uh, Replica Title Belt. <laughs> I hope it gave some of you some manners or something. <laughs> I'm Josh and yeah, just pulling your pud. Anyway, <laughs> I'm very silly today. You know, I'm glad that I didn't do what I intended to do for this episode. Which, by the way, this episode is pretty much just going to be a uh, reflection on the past year. And looking forward to uh, what's upcoming in the next year for wrestling and the apron bump in general. In, in generable, in generable. Speaking of uh, slurring my words, I'm definitely glad that I didn't do what I had originally intended to do. My, uh, I had this this nifty idea because this is going to be kind of like a. Uh, a Q&A kind of deal, right? I, I posed some questions online and I uh, got some good questions from a lot of you guys. So we'll get to that later in the episode. But my, my idea was to um, take a, a tequila shot before every uh, <laughs> before every question. And uh, I got a decent amount of questions, not like a, a ridiculous amount to where I'd be, uh, you know, bleeding out my asshole, but enough to get me uh, goosed up. You know, buzzing like a bumblebee, as the, as the kids say. And, <laughs> but, um, like, a week after I posted that, I uh, was just hanging out, me and my, my girlfriend, the, the softest part of the ring. And uh, we were <laughs> just hanging out and just took some tequila shots for no reason. Took, like, two of them. And boy, was daddy feeling rough after that one. I don't know. Man, I'm like just a few years removed from college. I shouldn't be struggling this much with tequila shots. But man, probably for the best that I'm not. Because I was like, hey, 50 likes on this post and then I'll do a shot after every question. But then luckily, y'all didn't pull through. So go fuck yourselves. Anyways, <laughs> got coffee here, which is just as good. And you know... Just thinking about it is like, I mean, I'm doing this as a solo show. Am I really just going to sit here and just rail shots by myself? You ever just take shots by yourself? You know how sad it always is? You think it's going to be fun, but then you start doing it and you're like, oh, I feel very terrible. Why did I do this? And then you just headbutt into your pillow and then pass out for 12 hours. So I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to, you know, record this podcast you know, take like eight shots or whatever, and then we'll walk out of here into the bedroom and talk to the softest part of the ring and be like, yeah, and she's like, why are you hammered? You were literally just doing a podcast by yourself. And I'd be like, ah, let's kiss. And I vomit on her chest. You know, I did. I kind of wanted to avoid doing that. So we're not going to do that. Anyways, wrestling. What's your favorite kind of arm drag? Um, <laughs> Smooth transitions is what I have been known for. So, but yes, you heard it right. Episode 50. I know I'm like fucking five minutes into this. and I'm just now saying it, but episode 50. 
the the silver and is it silver? I don't know. Is it, hold on, I'm gonna Google this real quick. No, that's twenty fifth. What what the fuck is fifty then? Is it gold? Probably gold, right? Ru Ruby? What? Oh, it's wedding rings. Is it the same thing? Golden anniversary. Google's giving me a lot of answers. I'm gonna go ahead and call this the uh, the the opal anniversary. How about that one? I think that's my birthstone. I don't think it is. Anyways, <laughs> episode fifty slash one year ish. It's kind of like a month. It's more like thirteen months. But fuck you. I wanted to make it a round number. Episode fifty. So it's my goddamn year anniversary. Every. <laughs> Why am I so mad? I get really mad sometimes for no reason. I'm literally just talking into a microphone in my office by myself. Mental stability, everybody, is not for everybody. But typically don't do these kind of episodes, you know. I don't like to uh, kind of pull my own putt on my microphone, you know what I'm saying? But I do kind of want to just use this time to thank everybody for sticking with me during this past year. Uh, whether you just recently... Uh, discovered me and started listening or if you've been listening from the start which I know there are a few of you that I've been uh, interacting with since I first started this thing and I appreciate you more than I could ever even express through audio means uh, I want to give you a little kiss on the cheek and a little grab on the penis so <laughs> anyways um thank you for that absolutely I mean I I went into this thing in last December, December of 19, with no expectations. Actually, it was even earlier than that. It was more like the summer of 2019, because that's when I started my wrestling Instagram. Literally started it because I had so many opinions on wrestling. You know, this is around the time where AEW is starting to have a groundswell. I don't know if they actually had the, the AEW name at that point, but... They were at least doing like the, all the all-in shows and all that. And independent wrestling was getting really big. And just a lot of stuff happening in wrestling. And I had a lot of opinions on it. Because, man, just what, looking at other wrestling Instagrams, looking at Twitter, looking everywhere. On YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Thrinder, Chatterbait. Looking at all of the social medias. And it's like, man, a lot of you guys have some stupid fucking opinions on wrestling and I really want to yell at you, but I'm not going to use my personal account so that my my real life friends can see me having a fucking temper tantrum about goddamn Chad Gable or some shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> so started a wrestling Instagram like the summer of 2019 with no aspirations to start a podcast, literally just wanted a place to kind of ramble through text and pictures, right? So I did that and I enjoyed it. And I also was getting followers more so than I expected, right? More followers and more, more importantly, more, you know, interactions with people, which was fun, first of all, really fun and uh, just exceeded my expectations on how much people cared about my stupid fucking opinions, right? So that kind of morphed into a podcast because it's like, man, I have, I just have a lot of long form thoughts that I need to get out. And I don't know if, you know, Instagram and Twitter posts are enough for that, right? Because, you know, all of this for me, this podcast was really sparked by uh, the quote unquote Wednesday Night Wars. 
not as much the wars itself, but just the way fans were taking it and how divided everybody was online. And I don't care if you want to like argue with people online, but it's just man, like, man, you know, go back and listen to my first episode. It's probably not that good, but <laughs> it does really kind of encapsulate all my motivations for doing this podcast. It really gives you a sense of what I'm passionate about and what I seek to give you guys. It's kind of a, kind of a dickish way to say it, but what I seek to give you guys through my voice and through my uh, commentaries on certain things, it really shows what I'm doing this for. And that was at least my initial motivation. Now that motivation has kind of evolved over time as anything will. But yeah, man, that's kind of what started this. And I say all that because I had zero expectations for this podcast. I thought I was going to get zero fucking listens for the whole time I was doing this. I was like, man, and I set a goal, right? I'm not going to say what the goal was, but it was a pretty humble goal, right? I said, if I have this many downloads by my first year, I'll keep doing this. And if I don't, then I'll reassess and maybe stop doing it. A year goes by and that goal was doubled. So once again, thank you. I keep saying it, but thank you guys so much for sticking with me and enjoying what I do, or at least downloading it and having it on in the background while you do other things. Um, <laughs> but yes, really appreciate you all. I can't say that enough. Um, and I have fun doing it. I knew nothing about podcasting coming into this at all. I had heard, The first time I heard about it was like, I don't know, early 2000s when I had iTunes open and I was trying to download porn onto my iPod, you know, as we all did. And I noticed, you know, under videos was podcasts. And I was like, what the hell is podcasts? And then that was the extent of my thought on that. And then I didn't think about it for another decade or so. And um, yeah, didn't know anything about it. Didn't know how to make one. Didn't know, didn't really understand what RSS feeds are. Still really don't, but... <laughs> But I uh, still know enough to be able to upload my dribble that comes out of my mouth into your ear holes. So it's been a ride. It's been a ride. I mean, my original intent, like I said earlier, was like all these opinions on the Wednesday Night Wars and me just wanting to come up here and give my two cents, basically. And to basically do what a lot of people, a lot of wrestling podcasts do is, you know, a week in wrestling goes by and then, hey... I'll get up here and talk about it. Here's what happened on Raw. Here's what happened on SmackDown. Here's what happened on NXT and AEW. And you know, if there's a pay-per-view, maybe I'll do that. And maybe I'll do a Japan thing. And maybe I'll just, you know, do some ASMR stuff in the background too. You know, all the normal stuff that wrestling commentary does, right? Whether it's a podcast, a YouTube channel, whatever it is. And my first few episodes are kind of that format, right? And you know what? I'll say this out front. There are a lot of people that do that, you know, weekly reviews and wrestling that do a great job at it. I, I listen to a lot of guys, a lot of people that I've had on as guests do that, and I listen to their shows weekly. And they do a great job at it, and I enjoy listening to it. However, I hate, <laughs> I hate doing that for a couple reasons. Well, first of all, it feels like a job to me. It feels like a job because I'm very OCD in nature too. So I need to watch everything. 
if that hasn't been, you know, communicated. Because I, I still, you know, in my retro reviews, I still watch all the Raws and Smackdowns for Attitude Era. I watch all the impacts for, for that series, I, all that stuff, right? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a completionist. I need to do it all so I have all of the inputs so that I can have the best podcast that I can have. So in doing that, though, if I were to do a weekly review, I would have to watch all of Raw, all of SmackDown, all of all of that, whatever, 10 hours of WWE a week, plus AEW, plus, you know, pay-per-views and documentaries and other news and notes and rumors, or the dirt cheat rumors. I just don't enjoy doing that. I enjoy listening to it from other people, but for me, it makes it feel like a job to me, especially because I have other interests, by the way, other than wrestling. I also have family and friends and cats that need pets every once in a while. I, I don't have, if I, if I just dedicate all that time every single week to watching every single bit of wrestling, man, it's just gonna, it's, it's just not worth my effort. I'm Cause at the end of the day, I'm not passionate enough about current day wrestling <laughs> to do to do that. It's sad to say, but man, I get so much more excited and motivated to review retro stuff than I do current stuff. Generally, I like doing current stuff every now and then. I might even do like a, uh, you know, like once at least once a quarter, I, I'll do like a review of a current pay per view. Sometimes more than that, and we'll get more into kind of. I'm going I'm to I'm start doing more current stuff, but in a different way. But we'll get into that later. So stay tuned for that. But my point is, that's kind of how I started this podcast. So if you listen to my first few episodes, that's what it is. And I don't know how it comes off, but I remember editing, 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 editing all of those episodes. Am I saying that word right? I don't think I am. I'm, I'm listening back <laughs> to my episodes like my, you know, episodes like two through like four or something. I don't know. They might be good. Maybe you enjoyed them, but I did not enjoy listening to them back. I, I could hear the lack of passion in my voice. And, you know, I kind of said to myself, man, I'm not going to keep doing this if I don't truly enjoy it. And if it starts to feel like a job and I'm not getting paid for that job, <laughs> like why do it? Right. The whole point of doing this is to have fun at the end of the day. And if I'm not having fun, why the fuck am I doing it? Because that, you know, ultimately, I mean, when it comes to like doing this podcast and like my motivations and my inspirations for doing this, my, my, my the people that I look up to, the people that I kind of base my podcast style on are less, they're, they're not wrestlers. Like I'm not trying to be Conrad Thompson. I'm not trying to be... Chris Jericho or Stone Cold or you know whoever else has a wrestling podcast that that's not that's not really necessarily who I aspire to be as a podcaster my my, my main influences are comedy podcasts you know all growing up I was obsessed with stand up comedy you might not you might not know it you might not believe it considering how brutally unfunny I am <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was fascinated with stand-up comedy growing up. You know, I would listen, I would put it special after special on my iPod or MP3 player or whatever I had at the time as podcasts. Like that whole industry started to explode. You had, uh, you know, 
there's obviously like the Joe Rogans of the world, but there's other like maybe lesser known ones like uh, Tuesdays with Stories. Um, there's radio shows like The Bonfire or uh, Jim and Sam, which is actually where Sam Roberts uh, got his start um, in Sirius. Uh, shows like that are what I listen to pretty much every day. You know, I kind of go back and forth between that and wrestling. And, but yeah, those, it's like the concept of like not too structured, trying to have fun. You know what I mean? I'm not here to be informative, even though it comes off that way a lot, I'm sure. But because ultimately I'm not a fucking wrestler. I'm not in the business. I'm just a douchebag fan. I'm wearing, I'm wearing Shawn Michaels shorts and have a, a Shinsuke Nakamura poster behind me as we speak. I'm just a dildo hand job of a fan at the end of the day. But what I can provide you is silliness. And, <laughs> and I think that's come through. Plus with the guests that I've had on and will continue to have on. I just like talking shit about wrestling, man. It's a fun concept. It's a silly concept. Wrestling is fucking silly. And it's so easy to have fun with it, especially, uh, I mean, if you have someone else to talk to it with, or even, you know, I was talking about podcasts earlier that I, that I looked up to Bill Burr, who's a comedian, he has a podcast and it's literally just him rambling about nonsense. He doesn't even have like a, like a, like a focus point really. It's just him talking about shit that's happened in the past week. And he just rambles for an hour and it's fantastic. And he's been doing it for, he was like one of the first ones that were doing podcasts. So that was a big influence as well. And uh, yeah, man, just having fun. Having fun is the most important thing. And when I first started this, I mean, my first episode, was, I really enjoyed. And I did enjoy my episodes after that. But I, I felt like I wasn't maximizing the amount of fun that I could be having. I felt like I wasn't really being true to what I wanted to do, to what really drove me to buying a microphone and just spewing my nonsense and I kind of took a little bit to reassess. I actually took a break for like a month or two. At some point, I also moved into a new place and was kind of reassessing. It was kind of a good time to reassess what my goals were for this and stuff. Um, but then I did, before that break, I did do a review of Royal Rumble 2001. My first retro review. And I distinctly remember like automatically I enjoyed doing that more so than the current stuff because it, you know, there's the nostalgia aspect. There's, you know, it's just, it's always fun to go back and kind of find the parallels between back then and now, and just to enjoy good wrestling from a time that was heralded that to to this day is heralded as one of the best eras in wrestling. Because like, honestly, in 2020, we've had COVID and all that. And I actually did do a few podcasts at the beginning of COVID kind of giving my thoughts on that. And I did enjoy those. But that aside, when you look at 2020 for wrestling, it's been pretty stagnant. And once again, yes, understandably, COVID has contributed to that. I completely understand. But the facts are the facts is that 2020, there has not been a, a lot of big things happening in the grand scheme of things. You have things, you had Sting debut in AEW. You have... Uh, I mean, at the beginning, you have Edge returning. You have, um, see, I can't even fucking even think of much. You have the rise of Drew McIntyre and things like that. But all in all, it's like, I don't know. And even you look at you look at the Wednesday Night Wars, quote unquote, as always. 
they haven't really been a war, man. <laughs> I mean, I did a whole episode on the Wednesday Night War. Um, might do a second part at some point. Because, man, I've, I have a lot more thoughts to uh, to express, a lot more rants to do on that. But, yeah, man, it just hasn't. It's been, you have AEW and NXT. You have whatever ratings they had when they first started competing against each other. And at first, they were both very peaked, right? They were both inflated because it was a new thing. But then they leveled out. They leveled out whenever, October, I guess it was when it started, right? And it's still at that same level over a year later. So, but here's the thing. That's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing, especially with no fans or limited fans. It's a great thing that both NXT and AEW have been able to maintain pretty consistent viewership over the past year. And some of you might be like, oh, oh no, they lost 100,000. This 100,000 is nothing from a week-to-week basis. It's nothing. Okay? They've, for all intents and purposes, have stayed the same the past year. Nobody is winning. Nobody is losing. You know why? Because they're both still on TV. They're both still putting out good content. And they're both successful financially. So why do you need to take the next step and as fans to be like, oh, no, no, we had 2,000 more viewers. That means I have a bigger dick. You know, all that shit. It's so tiring, man. And there's only so much that I can talk about that. You know what I mean? And they, so you have that plus Raw and SmackDown have been, I mean, SmackDown's been up and down. Right now it's very good with like all the Roman Reigns stuff. Um, Raw is okay sometimes, but for the most part, it's just completely missable TV programming. Um, very unnecessary to watch it. You can just watch the pay-per-views and be completely caught up. Or maybe some YouTube clips, which is kind of how I keep up with it nowadays. It's just not must-see watching, really, Raw or SmackDown. And NXT and AEW are pretty good, but not great enough to compel me to do a weekly podcast on them. That's just how it is for me. I know a lot of other people, like I said, I keep saying it, but a lot of other people do it and they do a great job. It's not for me. It's not what daddy's passionate about. It makes it feel like I have to watch it. And if I feel like I have to watch it, then it's no longer fun. So like any other wrestling company should, when something isn't working, you evolve and change it. Much like Raw should probably do, but we won't even touch that. So that's what I did. I took what wasn't working, at least as far as I saw it, and then I changed it. I took the inputs given and what I was reviewing, and I changed the game plan. And like I said, I started off with that Royal Rumble review, really enjoyed it, and I got a decent amount of downloads on on that one too, especially for the time. I was still pretty new in this podcast game. I was probably only a few months in. And uh, look, man, before I even thought about doing a podcast... I was already doing, I was already watching these retro shows. I just randomly one day, you know, on the WWE Network, they have all the Raws and Smackdowns and the pay-per-views. So I was like, you know what? Let's just fucking watch it. Let's go back in my childhood and watch all the shows just because it's fucking fun, (laughs) right? It wasn't a job. It was, I want to do this because it's fun. So I started... The Raw after WrestleMania 
Uh, 98. Was that 14? Whatever one Sean and Stone Cold had the match. Whatever one Mike Tyson was at. I started the Raw after that one and watched every Raw in pay-per-view. And then they brought in SmackDown, watched every SmackDown. And at some point, I was like, man, I'm already watching this stuff. Why not make it content too? So like I said, I did some reviews on the Attitude Era pay-per-views because I was already binging it on a personal basis. So it's like, might as well do that and provide content for you guys and do something I enjoy. So I found that I did really enjoy doing that. And uh, for the nostalgia, um, just revisiting a time that was so pivotal in my childhood, in my wrestling fandom. And I hope that that comes out in my episodes that I do at that time because really is one of my favorite times. Probably my very favorite time in wrestling is like the early 2000s, 2001s. And um, yeah, man, like I said, if, you're, if at the end of the day, if you're doing a podcast and you're providing or if you're providing content of any sort, 100% of the time, it has to be something that you're passionate about. Don't if, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about doing a podcast, make sure it's something that you're passionate about. Because that passion is going to come through to your listeners. If you're doing something that you don't really care about, your listeners aren't really going to care about what you're talking about. And that's going to come through. I've had some episodes of stuff that I wasn't really (laughs) hard. I didn't have my heart in. And that probably came through too. But I've changed over time to only do episodes on stuff that I really care about. And that's kind of how I've evolved over time. That's kind of what I've been learning. And, um... Yeah, and that's the other thing. Always learn. Always be willing to learn. I, I, I learn something every episode, whether it's about podcasting, the, the speaking aspect of it, whether it's marketing it, whether it's you know research and watching and taking notes. Sometimes there's some early episodes where I took so many fucking notes and then I didn't read any of them as I did the podcast. And when you take so many notes, sometimes you, you miss a lot of the show and you don't enjoy it. But then there's sometimes where I take no notes and then I completely forget what happened. So it's been a balancing act with that and it's been fun. It's been a, a fun learning process, honestly, learning how to kind of balance that. But uh, so it's been fun doing that. But at some point I had kind of had to revisit what my ultimate motivation was for doing this podcast. For, I mean, the ultimate motivation is to have fun, first of all. And I've had a ton of fun doing it. But as far as the content that I'm producing, because there's so many wrestling podcasts out there then you factor in youtube channels instagram pages all that shit it's like okay what what can i provide that i don't believe anybody else is providing at an extent so my first episode was titled let's make wrestling fun again so i at some point in the past year i kind of you know, I'm doing that podcast for a while. And I'm still kind of figuring out what I want to do. And then I kind of think of that again. It's like, hmm, how do we make wrestling fun again? Because I talk a lot in my first episode about how nowadays wrestling has never been as accessible as it is today. Never. Even since I did that first episode, it's only gotten more accessible. Wrestling today, wrestling yesterday... Wrestling in America, in Europe, all over the world. Mainstream, independence, you know, comedy wrestling, big lads wrestling, technical wrestling, hardcore wrestling, good wrestling, bad wrestling, fun wrestling, 
interesting wrestling, all of this. There's such a wide spectrum, so many different axes on it too. And there's so much of it. And why is everybody just talking about SmackDown, Raw, NXT, and AEW? Especially when, as I said, in 2020, it's been pretty stagnant. To me, that's not capitalizing on what we all have access today. Even if you just have the WWE Network and YouTube. Hell, even if you just have YouTube, free YouTube. You have so many opportunities at your fingertips to watch wrestling. Really good wrestling, tailored to whatever you like. Because we all have different preferences. And hey, guess what? That's fine. We can enjoy different things in wrestling and not have to jump down each other's throats. This is a part of my ASMR series called Tongues with the Hardest Part of the Ring. Okay. (laughs) I need to stop doing that. But my point is, in the year of 2020... It's possible to watch wrestling with so many different lenses. You can watch wrestling for nostalgia. You can watch you know, new wrestling, first-time viewer wrestling. Wrestling as a first-time viewer. You can watch wrestling to revisit train wrecks and terrible booking decisions that happened in certain companies. You can watch wrestling for comedy, for, for just pure entertainment, whether it's good or bad. Or you can rewatch wrestling that was amazing, both in the ring and out of the ring. You can watch wrestling for the stories, the great storylines, the bad storylines, and everything in between. Whether it's, you know, story-driven wrestling, whether it's just pure combat-inspired wrestling, like MLW. You can watch hardcore wrestling and CZW. To, like all this, all this different, all different styles, right? So with all that in mind... Once again, I ask, how do we make wrestling fun again? Because I didn't really necessarily answer that in my first episode, but that kind of kickstarted the journey in this podcast, which the goal was to make wrestling fun again. So how do we do that? Well, listener, if you subscribe to this podcast and you listen to each episode, I give you that answer every single fucking week, okay? Why'd I get mad? (laughs) I give you that answer every goddamn week, every Wednesday, which by the way, guess what day it is? Bump day? How have I not said that at this point? Why did it take me over a year to say that? It's such good shit, pal. But but yeah, if you listen to my podcast every week, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like if you're not entertained by me, then you're an asshole. I'm not saying that out loud, you know, but my intent is to bring out how widespread wrestling is and how many different ways there are to enjoy it. And I enjoy that wrestling in all those ways myself. And then I secondhand give that to you. That's my goal here. I'm not watching wrestling that I don't enjoy. I'm watching wrestling that I enjoy. And my goal is to kind of translate that enjoyment out of my mouth through this pop filter, into this microphone, and into whatever goddamn ear canal you put this in. When it comes to making wrestling fun, I believe that there are several different qualities you can seek out. It can be a combination of them, it can be one or the other, but there's so many different ways to enjoy wrestling, and I try to 
kind of encapsulate that in all my episodes. I kind of try to provide a buffet to you guys. And that's what wrestling should be, a buffet. If you want, you know, this or that, I, I already listed all the different styles. Yeah, I'm not going to do that again. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, some of you maybe just got into wrestling within the last couple of years. Maybe you've just been watching WWE and AEW. And that's great. That's fine. If you enjoy doing that, that's really all that matters. If you find entertainment and fulfillment in watching just those, keep on doing it. Keep on doing you, boo-boo. That's all you need. But I will say, whether you've just began to watch wrestling, whether you've been watching wrestling for 30-plus years, as I know a couple of you that I've spoken to have, I believe that there's always something new you can seek out. Especially today, like I said, with how accessible everything is. You can seek out new stuff, but you can also seek out nostalgia. Because primarily, this podcast is a retro wrestling review. So a lot of the appeal of this is nostalgia. Because ultimately, nostalgia is what made me just want to start watching 1998 WWF before this podcast was even a sperm in my thoughts. Maybe maybe, Maybe you too are nostalgic for that old WWF. Or maybe... You're nostalgic for old WCW or ECW or the golden eras of TNA or ROH or progress wrestling, you know, before everybody was raping everybody in that promotion. Before the good old days, right? The good old days. Is that two rape jokes in one podcast? (laughs) But whatever promotion it is, big, small, 30 years ago, 10 years ago, five years ago, whatever it is. It's all geared towards nostalgia at some level. And I'm not trying to seek out what everybody's nostalgic about. I'm seeking out what I'm nostalgic about because that's what I'm passionate about. And as I said previously, if you're not passionate about what you're what you're speaking about in a podcast, you shouldn't be doing the podcast in the first place. And I think that nostalgia provides value to you, the listener, when it's a show that you maybe watched a couple years ago, many years ago, or... It can also provide value to you if you've never watched the show ever, as I have not. You know, we're reaching, you know, the end of 2001, beginning of 2002 in WWF in that series. I haven't seen any of these shows. And maybe it's not nostalgia, but it's just, you know, whatever, a historical interest. That makes it sound like a fucking TED Talk. But you know what I mean, right? It's still just interesting to see that time in wrestling, a time so long ago even though sometimes it doesn't feel like it. It's fun to just kind of go back and see what wrestling used to be, even if it's something that you've never seen before. But that's WWF. And like I said, I'm a lifelong WWF fan. But in life, I think it's always good to expand your horizons, no matter what it is. It's always good to get out of your comfort zone. And I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you're a wrestling fan and you love wrestling. And as we've already covered, wrestling comes in many different shapes and sizes. And I think there's always something out there for wrestling fans to enjoy, whatever it is. If you've never watched Ring of Honor before in your life, or if you've never watched TNA, or if you've never watched Progress, I'm going to tell you right now that some of the most fun I've ever had watching wrestling was those promotions. Mid-2000s ROH, mid-2000s TNA, some of the recent Progress stuff that I've watched. Some of the, that's some of the most fun. I've had watching wrestling. It's very different from typical WWE type programming, but it's just, it's fun in a different way. The same magnitude, but a different color, I guess, right? 
And that fun is going to continue down the line because we haven't even scratched the surface of those promotions with my reviews so far. So I'm exploring outside of my horizons as well. Because like I said, I've never watched Progress, um, this era of ROH and TNA I've never watched. And my goal with this podcast is to bring you on that journey with me. It sounds corny as fuck, but that is the goal here. To kind of revisit not just individual shows, not to just watch shows in vacuums, but to enter an entire universe and an, an entire arc, an entire timeline of wrestling. And that's another cool thing, too, that I've already noticed, even though I'm still very early on in this thing, is that all like the crossovers that I've seen already between companies and timelines has been hilarious to me. Like, how many bunkhouse matches have I covered so far? I'm like 50 episodes in, and I think I've covered no short of four different bunkhouse matches. You know, one in uh, 94 WCW, one in 2002 ROH. Uh, AEW just had one. I think there was another one in there somewhere, too, maybe in TNA or something. Yeah, TNA had one, too, with uh, Dustin and Raven. So, like, you have that. You have you know, AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels. I covered their first ever meeting on a, on a big scale in Ring of Honor in 2002. But I also covered their first ever meeting in TNA. And we all know what that fucking rivalry ended up becoming at the end of the day. So, And you got Samoa Joe, who's going to have ROH and TNA. We're going to cover pretty much his his dominant reigns both like at the same time, but you know, separated by three years or so the different stages of Dustin Rhodes. We get to see him as gold dust, but but we also get to see him as black rain. Uh, Doug Williams. We saw him in ROH and we just saw him in progress as well. It's so cool to see like different stages of people's careers and how the product has progressed, but different timelines, different promotions, but to go on several different, narratives, several different journeys through all different promotions from all different decades. That's the goal here. That's my ultimate motivation for doing this. And that's honestly what I feel like sets me apart from other wrestling podcasts because there's a lot of them out there. Even retro retro reviews, even that, there's a lot of those. That niche within a niche, there's a ton of them. But I feel like with the apron bump, you get to be on... I keep saying journey, but that's really what it is because we're not just watching shows in a vacuum for no reason. It's an entire story to it, and you can follow along week after week. So that's what I enjoy about it, and that's what I hope you guys enjoy about it as well. Whether it's nostalgia, whether it's watching something for the first time, like in my case, WCW. Never watched WCW, but I'm going on that journey now, and I'm going to allow you guys to listen to me, a first-time viewer go on that journey and we can also bring in parallels with how that kind of wrestling matches up with wrestling of today or what aspects are completely different because that that nostalgia and that you know exploration expanding your horizons they could all blend together yeah for example seeing like the early development of these guys that are stars now guys like you know daniel bryan and roh alistair black and progress you know, we'll soon be seeing guys like Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens and Pete Dunne and Loki and we've already saw Loki. But all these guys that were very early in their careers and just to see where they were, even like Stone Cold. We, saw, we just saw him on one of my recent episodes, WCW Bash at the Beach, to see these guys that we're nostalgic about, but in a different 
you know, a completely different lifetime, basically, right? So there's interesting aspects of it too, in expanding your horizons and in the nostalgia of it. But when it comes to making wrestling fun, at the end of the day, it's all about providing something for everybody. Wrestling should be a buffet, as I said, and I believe a wrestling podcast should be the same thing. And I'm, I'm just, personally, I'm so lucky that my passions align with this kind of mindset, right? Because so, I, I personally enjoy so many different styles, so many different promotions, so many different eras. You know, whether it's the Attitude Era, whether it's the mid-90s, whatever it is. I enjoy it all, and they all provide me with different emotions, but they all provide me with emotions. That's the key there, emotions. 2020 Raw does not provide me with any emotions. 2001 Raw does. 2005 TNA does. 2013 Progress does. That's the key when it comes to wrestling. That's the key when it comes to being passionate about wrestling. And that's the key, as far as I see it, in creating this podcast and making it something entertaining for you guys. Even though I'm kind of rambling, I'm sure. But I always do. So you should expect that. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, I've said this a bunch of times already, but if it's not fun, what's the point? Honestly, you know, you know what has been really fun that I didn't really expect going into this? Is all the networking I've done with all the other podcasters in this community. Which, by the way, I, th I feel like I've only scratched the surface on that potential, too. Because that's kind of where things started to click for me, personally, in doing this podcast, is working with other podcasters or other content creators of wrestling and just fucking talking shit about wrestling, what, no matter what it is. Because I like doing these solo shows, but also it's just a completely different level of fun when you're doing it with somebody else. Back and forth, tomfoolery, you know, pulling each other's puds, all that stuff. It's such good shit, pal. And already at this point, I feel like I've made a good amount of people that I would consider friends in the wrestling community, people that I've had on this show, people that I will have on this show at some point. I enjoy it all, and that's been really fun. So thank you if you're listening and you've been a past guest or you're a future guest. Thank you for working with me in whatever capacity it was. Um, I've enjoyed working with all of you, and we'll hope to do that more in the future as well. Because, uh, I mean, the potential, <laughs> I have a lot of ideas for the future, and it truly does excite me. And it's always good to have a purpose and good to have goals. And I feel like that's what this podcast has done for me. So the networking with other podcasters has triggered a new purpose in me. And uh, that's been a lot of good shit. So thank you all for that as well. I think I've rambled enough about, uh, I think I've put myself over enough. I think I've uh, jobbed out everything. <laughs> um, but yes, so I posed a question on all my social media. Hey, do you have questions for me? for my 50th episode. And like I said, I got a lot of good responses. So let's get to that. Darian De Silva, 97 on Instagram asks, thoughts on New Japan pro wrestling? So look, I, the, the wrestling is great. Like I'm, not, I'm never gonna dispute that. Um, I've enjoyed a lot of the matches. I always watch Wrestle Kingdoms and the past few years, with this past year being an exception, I always watch the uh, G1 Climax tournament in the summers. Um, so I, I, I like NG, uh, NJPW. Um, for me, it's like 
I find myself struggling to keep myself invested in it year round though. Maybe that's just the nature of the promotion. Maybe that's just me being kind of programmed to like enjoy weekly programming as like WWE and AEW and all the promotions that I spoke about earlier kind of had right at some point. So maybe that's just the nature of it, but I always like end up forgetting (laughs) when shows are happening. Like, and the shows are always like in the middle of the night in America and I never like think to avoid spoilers. So I, I find myself not watching it a lot during the year. Uh, with an exception of Wrestle Kingdom and most times the climax. Um, I enjoy it, though. It's a great company. Um, it's not on the list of companies that I typically allocate my time to watch. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I watch it when I can. Um, it's just a different level of storytelling. I think a lot of that's something that gets kind of lost on a lot of American fans. The fact that there's not a ton of promos, not a ton of like outside shenanigans. The storytelling is really done inside the ring. And that's kind of another thing that it's because I I don't follow it consistently enough to where a lot of those storytelling elements kind of get lost on me as I'm watching it. So maybe I'm not maximizing my enjoyment in watching it. It's kind of my thought process. Maybe I'm thinking too much into it. Um, But yeah, New Japan. I love New Japan and I always watch it when I can. We'll definitely be checking out Wrestle Kingdom. Don't know really when it is, but yeah, we'll be watching Wrestle Kingdom whenever that comes on. So Nikolai Piliai. I believe I'm pronouncing that right on Instagram asks favorite wrestler right now. Um, it seems like kind of a cliche answer, but both Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre have been amazing. And I know a lot of you listening are be like, Oh, of course you go to the WWE guy. But you know what? They're making the most waves in wrestling period from a, a global scale, right? Roman Reigns came back, new attitude, new look, new teeth, And the stuff that he's done on SmackDown, everything with the Usos and the stuff he did with Kevin Owens, all that stuff, just his character. And Drew, the same thing, right? Ever since they kind of took the chains off of him and allowed him to be a little bit more natural, which was kind of what they did at the beginning of 2020, both Drew and Roman have the same thing. They both seem organic and they are both believable. Those are traits that you don't find very often, especially in mainstream wrestling. Believable, great matches, and everything they do just feels natural. It doesn't seem like they're playing a character. And that's the key in keeping somebody invested. You can, it, it makes it easy to suspend your disbelief when you're watching them. And their characters are good, but they also follow them up with really good matches. There are, there are others that have great characters, but that's kind of the extent of it. Like Randy Orton doesn't have great matches. He has great. He has a great character. He's a great heel. But his matches. I mean, he had a couple good matches with Drew, and he had a good match with Edge. He has sparingly good matches <laughs> throughout his whole career, but for the most part, he's really just a character. Uh, you know, Bray Wyatt's another one, but that's a whole different topic. I don't even. That's not. That's not the same thing. But favorite wrestler right now. The easy answer would be Roman or Drew. Um, but if we're just talking about pure, my, my personal favorite wrestler right now is Kyle O'Reilly. For sure. He's so unique, so charismatic, and he has so much potential, both based on his skills and based on his kind of involvement in NXT at this point and kind of the built-in storylines that there are. For example... 
I'm willing to bet that him and Adam Cole are going to have a program at some point. Whether it's Adam Cole turning on Kyle O'Reilly, whether it's just kind of a uh, an internal undisputed era kind of deal there, I think Kyle O'Reilly is going to burst out of the undisputed era at some point. And I think of those four guys, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, he's going to be the biggest star. My opinion, just because based on how unique his style is, based on how easily like relatable he is, likable he is, everyone, all the wrestlers on Twitter say Kyle O'Reilly is like the best guy. And that comes through through the television screen. So love Kyle O'Reilly, love all of his matches. Um, has that like martial arts, MMA style, kind of blended in with that kind of Brit rest kind of style with some, some strong style in there. He has all the tools and more tools than a lot of people have. And I always enjoy watching him, whether it's in the ring or on the mic. So love Kyle O'Reilly. That'd probably be my answer. My final answer there. If you will, if you just want one answer, um, let's see here. What do we got next? Karina cupcakes. Another uh, day one listener here on Instagram asks, what are your thoughts on the current state of wrestling in regards to wrestling style and story. Um, I kind of like touched on this earlier, but I'll kind of expand on it or highlight it here. The current state of wrestling, there's just a lot of different avenues you can go down. Like I said, there's so many different scales, so many different styles and sizes and different different stuff for everybody if you want combat sport you you go to mlw if you want spectacle you go to wwe if you want strong style you go to new japan or all japan or whatever if you want women you can go to stardom if you if you uh, you know lucha libre you have triple a triple a is that what they call it um (laughs) they call it um but <laughs> um, but the point is that there's so many different avenues to watch wrestling, so many different ways to enjoy whatever you enjoy. You can tailor your viewing experience to what you enjoy. And I think that's a, something that's lost on a lot of people. A lot of people are kind of just watching stuff that they hate and then complaining about it. Hey, guess what? If you don't like it, don't fucking watch it. <laughs> don't force yourself to watch it just because your whole character online is ranting about how bad WWE is. If you don't enjoy it, stop watching it. The whole shock jock, the whole JD from NY bullshit, the whole, ah, this fucking, the booking, they don't know what they're doing. Creative has the heads up the aces. Why is Nia Jax on my TV? Can you explain that? That whole deal, the whole shock jock thing, it's just so, like, 2004. Like, it's boring. It's predictable. It's lazy. Watch what you want to watch. So that's my thoughts on the current state of wrestling is that somewhere out there, there is something that you enjoy, whether it's something going on right now, something that went on in the past or whatever it is. Personally, you know, in regards to the style and the story, I'm personally more drawn to story driven wrestling. Um, I do like the physical stuff, but it's like I said, it's like a buffet. I've probably said that 12 times already in this podcast, but sometimes I like story. Sometimes I like physical. And if you can have a show that has little tidbits of each, that'd be ideal. So that's my thoughts on it. Buffalo Phil on Instagram 
asks, who had slash has the best wrestling gear? And I'm going to tell you this. All the questions I got, this is probably the one I put the most thought into. <laughs> because, man, it's just like, first of all, today, I feel like everyone kind of looks the same. You know what I mean? There's some guys that have cool looking attire, but it's kind of like a dime a dozen kind of deal, right? Like Ricochet. I feel like Ricochet has some pretty cool attire, at least when he had like the long tights. Not nothing too like eye popping, but it's like it just he looks cool in it, I guess. But if we're talking about like had, I think like Kane and Undertaker had great gear. Just think about how iconic those looks are nowadays. Back when Kane first debuted and he was facing the Undertaker, like both of those attires, respectively, old school Kane and Lord of Darkness Undertaker. But there's also Ministry of Darkness Undertaker. Also had an awesome, awesome look, awesome gear, awesome capes. You also have Kane, kind of like 2001 Kane, when he just has a tank top and is jacked. That was also a great look, some great gear. Um, who else? Kazuchika Okada. I've always loved his gear. I don't know what it is. His, his, his trunks. I hated his pants. His pants sucked. But I think that was the idea, right? Um... But yeah, just the color scheme of it, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Plus with the with the, the robe and all that. Just a handsome a handsome boy that Okada is. Uh, who else? Shinsuke Nakamura has always had. I hated his um, fucking evil Knievel jumpsuit. <laughs> Although I am kind of coming around on like the sleeveless jumpsuit. Um, but ultimately, I think his like original look with the pants and the, the jacket. I thought that was cool. I do like the cape though. I like how Shinsuke's cape is getting bigger every week. I do enjoy that aspect of it. But uh, yeah, just a few examples. I don't know if I have one answer, but those are just a few that come to mind. Uh, Darian De Silva once again asks, Benoit or Eddie? This is a tough one. Um, I will say it's very even. I don't strongly prefer one over the other. And I, I honestly, I probably give you a different answer every single, every day. You ask me this question today, I'll give you this answer. You ask me tomorrow, I might give you a different answer. But ultimately, I think I have to side with Eddie. I mean, they're both very even, right? I mean, Eddie might have the slight advantage in like the uh, the Lucha Libre. Maybe more than a slight. He has an advantage in the Lucha Libre, you know, high, fast-paced, high-flying aspect. Uh, but Benoit might have the slight advantage in the the intensity and the submissions, the, the ground and pound technical kind of style. Um, so you kind of have a balance as far as in-ring work, but I think what might push Eddie over for me is his capabilities outside of the ring. Tons more charisma, way more entertaining outside of the ring, in my opinion. Um, so I think just that aspect, because they're both very even in the ring, but Eddie just brings so much more to the table outside of the ring. So I have to go with Eddie. Um, but that being said, you know, you, you, if I had to like make a top whatever hundred list of my favorite matches, I would guess there's probably more Benoit matches on there than Eddie. But um, ultimately, as, as a performer, I would, I would have to side with Eddie. Eddie also killed less people. So that's another another tick mark uh, for, for, uh, for Eduardo there. Um, Enigma.v4 on Instagram asks, what's the best story told match you ever saw? This is a tough one too. This is, this is one that would probably take me a few months to really, <laughs> really give you a, an, an accurate answer. 
Um, I mean, when, when I saw this question, my first thought was Rock and Austin at WrestleMania 17. Very simple story, but really well executed. And it's a story that spanned, that was built on several years, which is why it was so good to me. And it was so natural and organic too. Because you have, and if you go and listen to my WrestleMania 17 episode that I did a few months ago, I go into a lot of depth on this story and why it's so great. But to put it generally, you know, Austin was the man coming into that Attitude Era. He was the man. His stuff with McMahon is what ultimately led WWF to running WCW out of business and arguably the best period in wrestling. Austin was on fire. I think he's probably the biggest star wrestling has ever seen. Then he gets injured or then he gets surgery. So he's gone for a year. Rock comes back or Rock is still there. Rock is on the rise. But once Austin is gone, that gives The Rock the opportunity to take that ball and fucking dunk it. Just just pinwheel behind the back, through the legs, backflip, dunk it. And that's what The Rock did. He took that ball and he became the star. He became the face of the company. A year goes by, Austin comes back. Rock is at the top of the mountain. Austin comes back. He's still as hot, if not hotter, than he was when he left. So now you have these two huge forces coming together and clashing. Both are fan favorites. Both are kind of even in everybody's eyes. So there's 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 this sense of like, man, it's really like an immovable object, unstoppable force kind of thing where it's like, man, who is going to come out on top? I really can't call it. And then Austin makes it very clear in the buildup. Which, by the way, that very famous interview where JR is moderating it between Rock and Austin. It's like a 10-minute interview leading up to WrestleMania 17. Go and watch it if you haven't recently. But Austin made it very clear that he needed to win. Needed to. Desperate. He never said desperate, but that's kind of what he was alluding to, basically. And he was so desperate that he resorted to using Vince McMahon to help him cheat to win. A lot of people say a lot of stuff about Austin's heel turn, but if we're just talking about the story, the build to WrestleMania 17, the years of build, natural build, and the execution of the match itself, I thought it was beautifully told. Beautifully. Simple, but amazing. And maybe I'm biased because that was kind of my peak fandom as a kid, but it still sits with me today, and if it's going to ask me personally what's my best story told match ever that I ever saw it'd be Austin versus Rock at WrestleMania 17. There's also a few other matches that come to mind. I don't know if I would put them like the best story told matches that ever existed. I don't want to say that, but they're just a few that come to my mind. One is uh Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream at NXT was it War Games? The first one? I believe that's what it was. So such a simple story, but it was just so well executed. You know, Dream wanted Black to acknowledge him, so he did everything that he possibly could. You know, building up to the show, he would attack him from behind in the entranceway and all that shit. And 
mock Aleister Black and his pose and all of his little shtick. And uh, Aleister Black at the time was undefeated and just wanted to reinforce how dominant he was and how Velveteen Dream wasn't worth his time. But then they had the match, and the match was fucking fantastic. It put Velveteen Dream on the map, and ultimately Aleister Black won the match. So he reinforces once again how dominant he is. He stays undefeated. But Velveteen Dream gave him more of a fight than he expected. Velveteen Dream wants him to say his name. Throughout the build-up, the weeks building up to the show, in the match itself, Velveteen Dream is screaming, screaming at Aleister Black to say his name. Then they have the match. Velveteen Dream is super impressive. So Aleister Black gets on the mic after the match and is like, Enjoy infamy, Velveteen Dream. And the crowd pops, I popped, your mom popped. It was fantastic. Like I said, very simple and relatively a short time span that this all happened in. But it was just something I really enjoyed. And I think that's what wrestling has the potential to be. And I think that's a good example of what wrestling should be. Good stories, good execution in the matches, and everybody coming out looking better than they did. Um... But another one, a very different example that comes to mind is uh, Survivor Series 2003. Five on five traditional Survivor Series match. Team Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Team Eric Bischoff. Team Austin comprised of Booker T, the Dudley Boys, Rob Van Dam, and Shawn Michaels versus Team Bischoff. A team of Chris Jericho, Christian, Mark Henry, Randy Orton, and Scott Steiner. So, again, a pretty simple... So, the premise here is that if Austin team, Austin's team loses, then Stone Cold has to retire. Now, if you want to look at it in a macro sense, it doesn't really matter because Stone Cold already had his last match like several months before this at WrestleMania. And... Even though Austin's team did end up losing, <laughs> Stone Cold was still there in pretty much the same capacity that he had been as more of an authority figure. So the result ultimately didn't matter that much. But during the match, if we're talking about just the match, bell to bell, and how the story was told, that's just a match that I always look back on as one of those matches that had me emotionally invested. That As far as like, Matches that had me emotionally invested, that's one of the top ones for sure. That's always one that comes to mind as a really good uh, story. So yeah, good shit there. Just a few examples that come to mind as far as the best story told match that I ever saw. Um, so I think that wraps up the questions that I got. Um, won't ramble too much longer, but we'll say lots to come in 2021, everybody. I just because the, the number on the calendar is changing doesn't change a goddamn thing, first of all. So don't rest on that. You know, I have a calendar behind me. It's a, a yoga cat calendar. So every month has a different cat and a different uh, yoga pose. So the cat is doing like a different yoga pose in each each month. Right now we have a Mr. Pete doing a uh, downward dog. I believe it is. Or a downward cat, perhaps? <laughs> I'm just riffing. 
So January comes around and I switch it and I don't have the 2021 uh, Yoga Cats calendar yet. Uh, but once I get that, it'll be a different cat. It'll be a different yoga pose. But at the end of the day, it's still cats and it's still yoga. <laughs> so <laughs> sometimes you just talk and hope a point is going to manifest out of thin air. And I don't know if that's going to happen here. But the, the point is, just because it's a different month and a different year doesn't change anything. Still work your ass off and still try to do whatever it is you need to do to reach your goals, everybody. And I will be doing the very same thing. Because next year, we have a lot of stuff coming up. Lots of stuff on the apron bump. Going to be working to collaborate with more of you guys listening uh, more podcasters, going to do what I can to get as many people enjoying my sweet buttery voice as I can. So if you know of any, if you have like other podcasts that you listen to that you would like to see uh, intertwine, sword fight, if you will, cross streams, if you will, with the hardest part of the ring, uh, feel free to reach out to me or to them or, or if you yourself want to be a part of it, feel free to reach out. And uh, yeah, I love working with other people. It's kind of been the most fun part recently of doing this podcast. Also, I've been talking about it for a while, but I'm going to do it very soon. Don't have an exact date, but I will be starting to do uh, live streams very soon. And this is the this is the premise here, right? So first of all, there's a lot of people that do live streams for wrestling, a lot of good ones. So I'm not going to go throw my hat in there and that kind of saturated market already so here's what i'm gonna do this is an effort to kind of cross mix up some of my passions obviously there's wrestling but i also really love video games so you're gonna take them you're gonna put it i know you can't see me but i'm putting my hands together those two things respectively that i just mentioned i'm gonna 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 mesh them together you got your peanut butter and my chocolate we're gonna make reese's cups everybody on this show anyways (laughs) But yes, um, still haven't completely decided on what platform. It's most likely going to be YouTube, but I will definitely let you know on all my social medias what that is going to be. The plan is to play Farming Simulator. Now, you might be asking, hey, hardest part of the ring, are you, uh, are you a farmer yourself? No, I'm not. I don't know anything about farming, but... I have played this game a little bit, and I'm like, man, you can really get lost in this shit. But I'm not just going to sit here and play Farming Simulator like an asshole. So what I'm going to do is sit there, play Farming Simulator like an asshole while talking about wrestling. Because it's, it's, a, it's a relatively tedious game. Like you get in a tractor and you just kind of till the fields, big fields of corn or whatever. So I, f- I figure, you know, while I'm doing that, I can kind of have a live chat. You guys can come in. We can talk about wrestling, the current stuff, old stuff, whatever it is. And uh, so, yeah, that kind of be my outlet for while my weekly podcast would be dedicated to retro stuff. That'd be kind of my outlet, the live streams for the current product. So keep an eye out for that. Um, keep following me on social media if you already are not. If you aren't already. I don't know. So, yeah, that's another thing that 2021 is going to bring in regards to the apron bump and yeah just a lot we're just gonna keep trucking along on these series that i've started man i I finally man i get so excited when i think about it because like you have the attitude era right where where i am chronologically it's kind of coming to an end 
leading into the Ruthless Aggression era. And man, that is like my favorite era of wrestling, personally. You got the brand extension. I mean, you got so much crazy shit happening. You have the brand extension. You have so many guys debuting like Brock Lesnar, John Cena, Rey Mysterio. You have Shawn Michaels coming back. Like so much stuff happens in 2002. The Elimination Chamber, the Katie Vick storyline. <laughs> Good, bad, and very ugly. Lots of stuff happening in 2002. A very pivotal point in the company. And that's what you're going to get in that series in the year of 2021 from the apron bump. Um, but also, looking at the Wars of the 90s series. So we've already been covering 1994, WCW, and 1994, WWF. But soon, that series is going to get extreme. It's ECW, Extreme Championship Wrestling. Yes, we're going to add ECW to that mix with November to Remember. And the reason I picked that show to throw it into the mix is because that is the first show that that company is running under the banner of Extreme Championship Wrestling and not Eastern Championship Wrestling. That's right after Shane Douglas throws down the NWA title and begins a whole revolution and a whole cult following of ECW. ECW is another company that I had never watched. I've seen a few matches here and there, but I've never followed it in long form. So we're going to start adding that to the mix and just adding another layer to all of the co-mingling between WWF, WCW, and ECW and all the interactions between and all of the storylines happening that are influencing other storylines. It's a lot of good shit, a lot of interesting shit, a lot of entertaining shit, 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 come. So we have ECW, but also WCW in the Hogan era, pre-NWO Hogan, a lot of interesting, like Macho Man coming in. Um, Nitro's about to start. We have all of that stuff coming up with WCW. WWF is in a very bad period, but very interesting period. You have, you know, Diesel as champion, got the end of like Razor Ramon and stuff. Uh, Gold Dust debut. I don't know. There's a lot of wacky shit that happens in WWF in 1995. So we're going to have a lot of that happening on the apron bump in 2021. But then. Another series, the Alternatives of the 2000 series, where I have been covering TNA and ROH. Man, we have both companies starting to figure things out, really. Starting to really get into their stride. You know, ROH have guys like Samoa Joe, CM Punk, Chris Hero, guys like that coming in. And some of the best storylines and matches that they ever had in, you know, 2003. And that's a lot of what we'll be covering on the apron bump in 2021, but also TNA. Man, you have the debut of Christian, the debut of Sting, that unbreakable triple threat match between Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, and AJ Styles. Often regarded as the best match TNA ever had. That's going to be happening this year. Um, so a lot of good stuff from ROH and TNA upcoming, but you also have progress. Going to keep trucking along with that as well. We just started that uh, storyline with Jimmy Havoc turning heel. And everybody has told me that that is the best stuff that Progress ever put out. So looking forward to following that as well in the year of 2021, um, as well as other big names. We just had Aleister Black pop up on Progress and Adam Cole is about to pop up and guys like British Strong Style and Matt Riddle and all those guys. We have a lot of that coming up in 2021 on the apron bump, um, as well as probably starting 
my uh, watch of OTT wrestling in Ireland and possibly some MLW as well. So that's all a part of the Modern Alternatives series as well. And we'll continue to keep up, obviously, with the current product. Uh, big stories. I will definitely have some uh, opinions on those. And just going to keep doing it, man. This show is evolving. Um, I'm having more fun every single week. I'm learning new stuff every single week. I'm making new friends every single week. Really, really excited. All that stuff I just laid out for you and all my different series. I have true excitement for that. And I can't wait to get to it. And it's something that's going to keep me passionate for several years down down the line so thank you guys from the bottom of my heart thank you guys for supporting this podcast thank you for making it exceed every expectation that i had in the beginning and thank you for keeping me motivated to do this every week because i truly truly love it and man it's so much goddamn fun so apronbump.com for all that shit and description for all my social media Man, my penis is just very hard. I'm hard.